Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody out in the world. My name is Derek Henningberg, and yet this is another episode of Walk by Faith. It is December the 25th, 2018. In other words, this is a day in which the world recognizes as Christmas. Some people say Christmas, some people say Happy Holidays. But this is the day in which the world attaches the birth of Jesus Christ to this day. Now, people have been celebrating Christmas for centuries upon centuries upon centuries. And a lot of people never have really looked into the actual roots of Christmas exactly what it means and where it came from and to actually learn that this day has absolutely nothing to do with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ now before I go any further I just want to say if you are enjoying time with your loved ones and your family and maybe some relatives or friends in which you haven't seen in a long time. I just want to say, go ahead and enjoy those family members and keep them close and keep them dear. But I also want to say, do not let a single day out of the year be the only time in which you decide that you want to spend time with people that you claim to care about. Okay, let's let's not do that. Let's let's spend time and let's love people when when we really need to, which is all the time, not just on occasions, not just on holidays. Do it all the time. Pick up the phone, pay a visit whenever, you know, put personal time aside to gather and to conversate and to catch up with each other. Okay, those of us who are spending time with one another on on Christmas, it's it's okay. It's fine. A lot of jobs are closed. A lot of people are off. So this is a great opportunity to do that. Okay, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. But I do take issue with the fact that people have put Jesus like on the way way on the back burner like in the back in the shadows okay and it's bad enough that December 25th is not the birthday of the savior not the birthday of the messiah it's not his birthday do your research but if that wasn't enough people have literally pushed Jesus Christ out of the way Almost completely. Because a lot of people put so much emphasis on the gifts, the presents, Santa Claus. Like, I, I to this day, I am like, my mind is boggled by how we have kept this tradition of Santa Claus alive. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand the logic behind, you know, Santa Claus. I don't. 
because there are parents all around the world who are giving the credit to this man in a red suit who doesn't exist, who transport whose transportation is on flying reindeers. And they give the credit to him for all of the gifts and the goodies in which have made their way majestically under a tree in their house. Like, I, for one, that, to me, that's an insult. Like, as a father and my wife as a mother, we, we don't rest. We don't rest. We work we do what we have to do to take care of our family. We do what we need to do to make, to give them the best life that we possibly can. And pay bills at the same time. That, that's not something in which we are willing to compromise and lie to our kids about. And say that some imaginary entity brought them these gifts in which we paid for, these things in which we got them the things in which they asked for, those that credit's going to us. Well, all the glory and credit goes to the Lord, first of all, because if it wasn't for God, like in the book of Deuteronomy, we would not be doing any of this because it is him who gave us the talent to work. It is him who gave us the able body to move. The, the thought process to, to comprehend our occupation. All of that comes from the Lord. I'm not going to just give the credit over to Santa Claus. But yet you have millions upon millions and millions of people who do this. And they say, it's only for the kids. It's only for the kids. And the problem with this society is that there's too much deception. There's too much lying and children are not going to know what's real and what's not real. And the biggest reason that I don't even like to attach Jesus to to um, Christmas is because of the entity of Santa Claus not being real. Kids can take that whole thing south and say, well, heck, if Jesus, if, if Santa Claus isn't real, what makes, why should I believe that Jesus is real? If you've lied to me about Santa Claus, I think it's a setup. I believe it is. So there should be no association whatsoever with Jesus Christ and, and Santa Claus. I mean, Christmas, the whole thing, it, it just shouldn't be, but it is. You know, on social media, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling down Facebook and I'm scrolling down Instagram and I'm looking at different, you know, pictures and statuses. And I see very, very, very little mention of Jesus, very little mention of him. And it's like, wow, I mean, if it, if it wasn't bad enough that this is his birthday, you just push him out of the way completely. You know, that's just, that's the direction that the world is going in. So I'm going to take it upon myself, and of course I've prayed about this. Since I have not seen that much talking about the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, you know, today's podcast of Walk by Faith is, is, is going to be named the Gift of Christ. Because this is 
evidently this is something that I don't believe that the majority of people understand how serious this is. I don't believe they are because a lot of people that they are so lost in minutia and in the moment of living life that they are not even thinking about the possibilities of crossing over into eternity. And the fact is there's a lot of people right now who are dying without being saved, who are dying without Jesus. But yet we're concerned about Santa Claus. We're concerned about spending for over 400 million. No, let me take that back. 400 billion dollars on holiday expenses. You heard me right. Over 400 billion dollars in holiday expenses every year. Do your research. We're more concerned about that than getting saved. We're more concerned about that than teaching the the about Jesus Christ, which is the absolute most important figure in human history. He is the 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 border between you making it to heaven or not. Tell me what decision in this life is what could possibly be more important than that? It's a good question. What is more important than discussing true salvation? What is it? Your bank account? What, your marriage? What's your friendship? What kind of car are you driving? Tell me. We can go down the list. What is more important than discussing salvation? Nothing. So today, we're going to talk about the Lord. I'm going to try not to make this episode too long because I, I understand that there's people out there who are enjoying their family and, you know, just that special bonding time and not have nothing against that. Again, like I said in the beginning of the broadcast, keep those people close to you at all times, not just one time out of the year. I have a couple of Bible verses here out of several books, actually. But I'm, 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 I picked out the verses that I just felt led to share. I mean, there are, are so many verses I could go to. But these, these four in particular verses, I just I felt like needed to be put out there, you know, just to get people to think. Because that's the whole purpose of, of the Walk by Faith broadcast is to provoke thought and to get people to see things from a more better, clearer perspective, okay? So I'm going to be reading out of the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, okay? And if you and, and I, I, I've yet to say this in other broadcasts. I encourage you to, um, you know, pause, the, pause right here. Go get your Bible and read along with me. You may read out of a different translation. That's fine. Um, I'm not going to argue with you as long as you're in the Bible. Okay. We can go back and forth about which translation is the best. Maybe we'll save that for another broadcast, but at this point right now, that doesn't matter. Okay. So Matthew chapter one, uh, verse 21 says, she is talking about the, the Virgin Mary. She will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. 
Okay, so this is the the absolute most important piece of information that a person, a human being should know. Okay, Jesus Christ shall be here to save his people, which is me, which is you, which is the person down the street, everybody, to save his people from their sins. Understand that we are born in a sinful nature. And this all goes back to the fall of Adam, of course. What happened, what partook in the, the, um, the Garden of Eden? When sin came into the world, everybody after Adam inherited sin, including you, including me. And in order to dwell into heaven, there can be no sin because there is no sin in heaven. God is holy. He's perfect. He, filthiness, vileness, sin cannot exist in front of him. The Bible tells us that God is a, a consuming fire. That if anything that's not holy that stands in front of him is going to be destroyed. So there's no way that we could even fathom to look at him because we would be we would disintegrate because we're in this we're in this corrupted flesh. We have these horrible thoughts. We are just unworthy, 100 percent unworthy to even consider ourselves to be able to go to heaven. You're not a candidate. You're not. I don't care about how many good deeds you do. I don't care about how good of a person you think you are. Without Jesus Christ, there is no way that you will ever be found blameless because Jesus is the blameless son of God, the, the lamb of God who knew no sin. I say again, who knew no sin, which is why Jesus is came to earth to save his people from their sins. It's, it's a beautiful thing, to be honest with you, because this is the ultimate mercy in which God has had on us. Everyone's like, God, give me a chance. God, help me. God, do this. God, do that. But they just completely skip over Christ. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, the gift of Jesus Christ is the, the most important gift that a person can receive. And it costs you nothing, but it cost him his life. A free gift, as the book of Ephesians say, the gift of salvation is free, not of works, which means it doesn't matter what you do, doesn't matter what you say, that doesn't get you into heaven. The Bible says, not of works, least any man should boast. So you can't take credit for you getting saved. You can't take credit for your salvation. That came through the death, the birth, first of all, the, and the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to save us from our sinful nature, save us from our vileness, the flesh, the enemy in which we, we have dwelling within us. He's here for that. That's where he came. But this is not talked about today. You don't hear about this today. Why is that? But we care. America cares so much about those, those gifts. Santa Claus. Santa Claus is not going to save you from your sins. Okay? 
Santa Claus is not going to redeem you of the money in which you spent on those kids and loved ones. Good luck trying to get Santa Claus to pay you back. Okay. All right. We're moving on to uh, the book of John, which is, uh, by the way, one of the absolute best books in the Bible. If you are a babe in Christ, you're, you're brand new. Maybe you're new to the faith. Maybe you're a new Christian. I highly recommend that. When you do go to the gospel, start in the book of John. Now, John is like so powerful. Don't get me wrong. Matthew, Mark, and Luke are powerful as well. But the book of John is special. So, I, you know, anytime I read the gospels, I always find myself spending more time in the book of John. Okay, so we're going to go to John 15, verse 13. And bear with me. I'm trying to find it. Okay, so John 15, uh, verse 13, greater love has no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. This is Jesus talking to his disciples and pretty much explaining to them, preparing them for what's about to take place. You know, they, they still can't exactly comprehend what Jesus is talking about up to this point. Because remember, the, the, the Christ spoke in parables. And so there was always a little bit of mystery there. And they never really were able to digest everything that he said. But again, I read the verse, greater love has no man than this, than a man who lays down his life for his friends. Basically, he's saying, I love you so much that I am willing to die for you, that I'm willing to die for this world. I love you so much that I will put my majesty down, that I will put my reputation down, that I will put the fact that I am God in the flesh down, lay my power down, and allow these Pharisees and these Romans to nail me to a cross, to know, to first beat me to death, beyond recognition, to embarrass me, to strip me of my clothes in front of the public and have them spit on me and point at me and kick me when I'm down and have me carry this tree of a cross. To have me carry this tree to a cross to the hill, to be nailed to that cross with no food and no water, stripped naked in front of everybody, in front of the world. That's how much I love you because I knew that this is what it was going to take for you to be with me, for you to be saved. Greater has no love than the man who's willing to lay his life down for his friends. How many friends do you know that will actually die for you? How many friends do you know will actually sacrifice themselves for you? Sacrifice their freedom, sacrifice their integrity, sacrifice their money. Hardly any, because it's hard enough as it is these days to get friends to do anything for you. Because we live in a selfish, self-centered society to where hardly anybody wants to do anything for anyone. Like you have to be on your deathbed to get some people to get off their butt and to help. 
But here we have the Lord who laid his life down for his friends. And when this verse says friends, he's talking about us. He's talking about you. He's talking about me. I mean, going back to, to, to Matthew, you know, he, he's, he's laying, he's come to save his people of their sins. And this verse here says he's laying his life down for his friends. God loves you. God loves us. If he didn't love you, he would have never sent his son to save us. But again, this is, this is something that's not talked about. I'm not saying every family has forsaken Christ. That's not true. There's some families out there that keep Jesus alive and well. But the mainstream, absolutely not. They're not talking about this. They don't want they don't want you to hear about salvation. They want you to hear ho 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 every Christmas. Oh, this day the holiday, you know, and then tomorrow this will all be over. Isn't that something? When tomorrow comes, you won't hear a word about Santa Claus. But let tragedy strike. Let something happen in someone's life. They're going to be calling out to God to help them. They're not going to be calling out to Santa Claus to help them. So you mean to tell me that you are willing to give Santa Claus the credit for everything in which you do for your family? Okay, but when you really need help, like for real, you're not going to call on Santa Claus again. I mean, you don't evidently, I guess you don't have Santa Claus on speed dial. Hey, Santa, I know I hit you up uh, last month for the kids gifts. I'm going to need you because I'm about to lose my house and I need you to come by and drop off about a hundred grand. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Not in this world. You're going to be calling out to God. You're going to be getting on your knees. You're going to be crying out to the Lord to help you in that situation, to help you get out of that. You had better call on God. Seriously. But, but we don't we don't want to talk about that today. We don't want to ruin the mood today. We don't want to rub people the wrong way. Well, that's not what this broadcast is about. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything because I'm sick and tired. Of people disrespecting my Lord and Savior to save feelings. This is not the time to compromise, Christians. This is not the time to hide. This is not the time to not talk about the blood of Jesus Christ. It's just like I said, people are dying every day. Blood is on the hands of every believer in Christ who's the, who does not share the gospel. Greater is no love than the man who lays down his life, who laid down his life for the world. That is the story that needs to be told today. Not the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Not the story of... Of the, of the elves. Not the story of Santa and Mrs. Claus. Not the story of, um, <laughs> help me out here, or Frosty the Snowman. Okay? None of that stuff. 
Like this country celebrates the the strangest things. Like I have no idea who conjures up these things. Easter, the Easter Bunny, or what? 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 Huh? I I I I, I don't know. Whenever that time of the year comes around, expect the broadcast to come about that time as well. All right. So moving on, we're gonna go to the book. Of Romans, the book of Romans, another one of my favorites. My gosh, the state of the world of today's society, man. The first couple of chapters in Romans pretty much sums it up. If you can have a clear mind, read it, read it. We're going to Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 13. Where are you? Verse 13. There you are. Okay. Classic. Classic verse here. And this is like something that everyone should know. And and that everyone should basically understand and hear. Especially on a day like today. Okay. Romans 10, 13. For everyone. Everyone. Including you. Who's listening to this? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So again, we're recapping the Lord came to earth to save us from our sins. He laid his life down for us. And anyone who calls on his name shall be saved. Believing true salvation is believing on the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The greatest gift of um, of them all. Some people make salvation out to be a lot more complicated than it actually is. Like, you think that you have to do something. You think that you have to, to just have some sort of, some sort of like, place in your own salvation when that's not the way God said it is. That's not the the intention. That's just, it's not going to work. Again, it says, for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Calling on Jesus Christ. Receiving the Holy Spirit. That's the absolute best gift that you can receive. The gift of the Holy Spirit. Being saved. The regeneration of your mind. The, the, the changing, the 180, turning from sin. Do you know that there is nothing more amazing than seeing somebody who was a wretched sinner come to Christ and see that metamorphosis happen in their life? There are some people out there who people don't even, who wouldn't think in a million years would change. And all of a sudden, they've they've changed. There's somebody completely different now. And I think it's absolutely amazing because there is nothing that God can't do. God can change anybody. Some people don't think people are, some people say, oh, you're worthless or you can't change or there's no hope for you. Absolutely not. When Jesus Christ is in the equation, there is always hope. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father except through him. And whomever calls upon his name will be taken in. They will be saved. Whether you like it 
or whether they like it, it has nothing to do with it. It's irrelevant. Because everybody deserves salvation. No one, no one should want or deserve to go to hell regardless of what they have done. That is eternal damnation, eternal torturing. Absolute mind-boggling that we cannot even imagine. I, I wouldn't wish my worst enemy to go to hell. These are the messages in which we should be giving on a day like today. Call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. You feeling down on yourself? Is life getting you down? Do you just feel like you want change? Call on the name of Jesus. Watch him work. Watch him change. Just watch. That's what he does. He's the healer. He's the hope, the light of the world. We're not talking about the light of rain of Rudolph's nose. These lies and deceptions, I know they're never going to stop. It's just we're too in, we're in too deep. People are in too deep. Am I telling you to stop? No, 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 I'm not going to go that far to tell someone to stop. You know, celebrating Christmas. I'm not going to go that far, but, you know, just understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. That's all I ask. Because one of the worst things that a person can do is do something for the sake of traditions. For the sake of everyone else is doing this, so I'm going to do it too. That's the worst thing you can do. So you're going to follow the leader, in other words. Like, for all we know, the leader could be headed towards a pit. And they all just fall one after the other, one after the other. And then before you know it, it's your turn to fall. Now what? You wish you would have did a little research. You wish you would have known the truth. But the fact is, people who are so deep into this Christmas deception suffer from cognitive dissonance. This is something that I've been talking about all week. Cognitive dissonance is basically somebody who is hanging on to a core belief, something in which they believe with all their heart, but they don't necessarily want to hear any evidence that may potentially destroy that belief. So they would much rather run with it and accept it for what it is, whether it's true or false. That sounds absolutely insane, right? But believe it or not, there are people out there who think that way and they they really don't want to hear the truth about anything because they're afraid. My thing is, how how can we live in a society that claims to want to know the truth about everything, but when you offer the truth or you offer an invitation of investigating something, people ignore it or they close their ear and shut their eyes as if nothing's happening. So I refuse to believe that people absolutely want to hear the truth because when you present it, they don't even know how to digest it. 
people are in too deep. Like, I, I would say waist deep, but on this subject, I'm going to see up to the neck. Because very, very, very few people go in the other direction when it comes to Christmas. I'm going to go ahead and read. Um, oh, we're going back in the book of John. So this is the verse that the entire world knows. And I'm pretty sure you know what it is. <laughs> and if you don't, then you've been living under a rock. Let's see. Here we go. So I'm sure you know this verse, but I chose this, I chose this verse for a reason. Okay, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life or everlasting life, which is the same thing. You know, this is... This is talking about the, the love of God, you know, for the, for the world, the love of God, you know, to give and sacrifice, you know, his only son for us, for, for, for ridiculous, ungrateful, selfish, dirty people, sinners, we'll say, you know, God gave it all, gave him up for us. And that's just. You know, every time I think about that, like, when I seriously sit and think about that, it's like, you know, I didn't deserve that. I don't deserve this. I don't. Everything I've ever done, my past, I don't deserve that. But God is clear that he loves us so much that he was willing to give his son. And I, I think that's just beautiful. You know, when you hear that, it makes you want to get closer to God. It makes you want to know who Jesus is. It makes you want to celebrate his life. To have eternal life? To be closer to God forever? What gift is better than that? There's nothing on this earth that's going to last. Everything's going to perish one day. Nothing is going to last. It's amazing to me how people can just ignore this information and go on about their day and their life and not even talk about the life of Christ. I think the problem is that most people don't even know this. Some people don't, they don't go as far as, oh, Jesus was born on December 25th. And that's all some people know. And you got that wrong, too. You know, the Lord says, he, he who seeks him diligently shall find him. Seek him with, his whole, with your whole heart and you'll find him. These half-hearted people, the Bible tells us that people, they speak of him with their mouths, but their hearts are far from him. There's a lot of lip service. Oh, I love the Lord, or Jesus my Lord and Savior, this and that, but you're living like a demon, a devil, unheard of. You don't know Jesus. Because if you did, you would you would you would embrace the truth. You would share the truth with everybody that you could. This is not a popular message. I don't care. Jesus wasn't popular. 
Jesus was not popular when he was preaching to, to, to all of those people in, around Israel. The man was like preaching and moving on because people were trying to kill him. But it wasn't until he decided, he decided that he was going to allow them to arrest him and allow them to crucify him. It was him that allowed it. Don't forget, he laid his life down for his friends. It was not taken from him by force. You, they, you can't take anything from Jesus Christ. You can't take anything from God. If God decides to lay his life down, that's his choice. You don't get a say. There is no, well, if, uh, no, there is no what if, no. He laid his life down. But we don't talk about this type of stuff, man. We, we, we're too busy getting drunk. Gin and juice. Eggnog and, and that gin. <laughs> and just some people getting high. Oh, oh, that's a wonderful way to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, you know. You know, we're, we're, we're running on a shortage right now of true Christians. Because the majority of the United States of America identifies as Christian. There's a small percentage that identify as atheist or agnostic or Muslim or, you know, everything else that falls in between. There's a massive amount of people who claim to be Christians, but you, you couldn't tell. Because the Bible says know them by their fruits. And a lot of people don't bear good fruit. Like with the, the words that they use. The way that they carry themselves. The things in which they partake in. You wouldn't know they were a Christian. Somebody could say well we're under grace. We, we, were, we were okay. That, that Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is not a license to sin. Grace is God saying, you know, I love you so much that I'm going to give you a chance after a chance after a chance in hopes that one of these days you'll be like, man, I, Lord, you're so gracious. And I love you so much for that. that I, I, I feel the conviction in my heart to not do these things anymore. It's called repentance, people. And a lot of people need to practice it. Because the majority of the people that consider themselves to be Christians are not Christians. For the Lord says, a lot of people speak, you know, of me with their lips, with their hearts. Their hearts are far from me. Their hearts are far from me. Their intentions are far from me. Their thoughts are far from me. A lot of people look at God as a genie. They only call on them when they're in trouble. They only call on them when they really need him. They don't get on their knees when everything is going okay. They don't get on their knees when they wake up in the morning and they're grateful for what they have. They don't get on their knees. Then they get on their knees when they're in a bind, when they're about to lose their job, when they're about to lose their house. They don't call on them for no other reason. God is not a genie. And don't you think for one second that he doesn't see it. For their mouth speak of me and their hearts are far from me. 
He said it. And it's the truth. I know so many people who claim to be believers, but they're like heathens. I'm not claiming to be perfect. I'm not going to say that I don't fall, but the conviction that comes along with that is, is so heavy that it makes me want to cry almost when I feel it. That is the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Today is a day that they say is the happiest day of the year. Okay. That's fine. I have nothing against being happy. Be happy more than one day out of the year, I say. But let's just give some time. Maybe you didn't give any time to Jesus today or yesterday. Why not take this time right now and give him some time? And let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. The, 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 your son, the, the, the perfect son, blemish-free, who knew no sin, who saved us, who hung on the cross and said, it is finished. It is finished, meaning I've defeated sin. And now my people have a way to come home. And all they have to do is accept what I've done. Accept my work. We thank you for Jesus. He is the best, the greatest gift that any man, woman, or child could ever ask for. And the gift is, there is no expiration date. It doesn't change. It doesn't go away. It's always here. Free, willing, and ready to be accepted. And I pray, God, whoever is out there listening to this accepts that gift today. Because tomorrow's not promised. And eternity is a very long time. And there is no gift that was received today. That can redeem a man from their sins. There is no gift that was received today. That can earn us in heaven. There is no gift in which we receive today. That can bring us closer to God. To you father. Only Jesus. For Jesus is the mediator between man. And you father. So without him we don't stand a chance. Let people understand that. And embrace Jesus and share him as much as they possibly can. Let the conviction fall where it shall, God, and wake these people up. I pray this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. People, I hope you all are having a blessed evening and that you took this broadcast to the heart. And that you didn't get offended and that you aren't hurt. Maybe you're a little convicted and that's good. Because if you're convicted, that means God is still working on you. The Bible tells us to not forsake the chastening of the Lord. When the Lord is trying to get your attention and it might hurt, don't ignore him because he loves you enough to let you get a little hurt. So that you can get closer to him. Okay. 
I pray everyone has a great evening. Enjoy the rest of the time with your family. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Walk by Faith. Again, my name is Derek Kingenberg. Be sure to share this podcast, please. Share it with a friend or a family member. Somebody that you love and care for. Share it on your on your social media page. Okay? My mission is to reach as many people as I possibly can. And can, I can only do it with the help of the, the listeners. And if the Lord say so. Thank you very much. Have a blessed evening.